It is going to be a sports weekend like no other. The Masters in November. And DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you the opportunity to bet on golf, college football, and the National Football League all in one weekend. How awesome is that? And, and... To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is insuring all new users up to $100. That's right. You bet. They cover with a risk-free Sunday bet on all of Sunday's action up to $100. And yeah, you got the Masters in November. Bryson DeChambeau. Could Tiger win for a sixth time? Maybe Dustin Johnson pulls it out. You make the call. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code Helipod, when you sign up to get this can't miss offer, DraftKings Sportsbook ensuring your Sunday bet up to $100. You got it right. They're covering you up to 100 bucks. Use the promo code Helipod during sign up for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Also, Viore has been with us since the beginning. You know how much I love their gear. I'm wearing it. You'll see MJD in a minute. He's wearing it. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. Check it out. You'll love it. Sweatshirt. It's starting to get cold even out here in California. Great shorts, hoodies, It's the finest athleisure apparel that you can possibly fathom. I I wear it five times a week. There's seven days in a week. I don't wear it every single day. I wear it five days a week. VioriClothing.com slash Helipod. You get 20% off today. V-U-O-R-I Clothing.com slash Helipod. 20% off for you right now. Go there. I promise you're going to love it. So it is time after that for the Helipod sponsored by Viori. I very rarely start off a podcast with an apology, but I didn't say Helipod with MJD in the intro, so I'm sorry. It's all right, it happens. Yeah. You, I mean, you know, you're trying to get all the credit. But it's all good, let's go. Let's right, rock good. this joint. Listen, good. before we even go, I know we're gonna get to the picks. I had a bad week, it happens. Everyone- Oh, you're gonna you know, open with that. Everyone messes up, but well, we'll get to that point. Let's 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 get this thing started. I'm so, ready to go. So I love it for two and four. Matthew Bubar in the house once again. Second week on the pod. There's nothing wrong with two and four. Well, you sure there is. I mean, unless you're going for the number one overall pick, there's something wrong with two and four, but we'll get to that in a minute. I love the fact that we both opened with an apology. My apology, just not for using your name in the title, your apology for sucking. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, all right, you ready? I'm ready to go. So here's a crazy thing. Um, I, I saw it in a, an NFL.com article. One loss separates the number one seed in the NFC from the seventh seed right, right. now, which is your- Which is dope. LA Rams. Yep. Um, so I, I just I find the NFC far more interesting at this juncture than uh, the AFC, and there's only going to be a buy for one team, right? If we yeah. stay at 14, now the NFL did announce that if there are games missed because of COVID, they could expand the playoffs to 16. Teams. Yeah, that, that was always a thing too, Dan. Like you got to remember, flu season's happening, right? We're starting to enter flu season, so you knew that the COVID was going to spike up, which is crazy now, especially working at the network and for the Rams. Uh, before I was taking a COVID test every other week. Now it's every week. And I'm sure it's going to be, it's going to come like every time that I come in contact 
with those parties, you have to continue to take tests. So, I mean, the, the NFL is doing what they have to do to try to keep the season going. Now, going to the NFC, and, and I'm going to say this before I, I talk about the NFC, it doesn't matter to me who comes out of the NFC. The AFC just has a superior talent issue, I think. Like, they're the way they play football, their style of football is just better than what the NFC is doing. Like, You're going to lump it in as the whole conference? Well, I'm going to say I'm gonna say this. Who do, do you think any team in the NFC is better than the Baltimore Ravens? Um, exactly. I th- I, no, I, exactly. I, I, that, I, that hesitation tells me everything. The the, the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey. And if not the Pittsburgh Steelers, then they, they, no one is better than the Kansas City Chiefs. And so for me, I'll give you that. you're in a situation where – and, and it may, it may, I may be wrong, but right now those teams are playing better brands of football than what we're seeing with the NFC. And and it may be that you know I still think the Buffalo Bills are a team that is they haven't lost to the NFC West. They beat the Rams and they beat the Seahawks. Right now they play the the, the Cardinals this week, and I know that's probably a game that we'll pick. But the AFC is just they're just a t- football is always going to be about being tough and physical, and. The AFC plays that brand of football better than anyone else. The AFC North plays that brand of football better than anyone else. Um, I just think the NFC is more high-flying, more um, passing, more like all these other little things instead of what you have to do to win games. And that's what happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You run the ball four times. Five. They took a knee. Four times they ran the ball. Fair. There's no way for you – there's no way you can win a game that way. There's no possible way on God's green earth unless you're playing seven on seven, right? And even in seven on seven, teams try to run the ball a little bit just to use some play action pass. So for me, um, it's just there's a better better brand of football in the AFC. Now getting to the NFC, what I love about it is what you said. It's it's not a wide margin of good versus bad. Everyone's pretty good in there, They're right? Bunched together, man. Yeah, yeah, and so it's important for like my team, the Ramley. You, you have five uh, divisional games in the next eight. You have five home games, right? So you can make a lot of hay winning your divisional games. You can make a lot of hay. You play the Buccaneers as well. Um, and then you play the Patriots and the Jets. So you can make a run down this last stretch and, and mess around and be the one seed in the NFC if you, play, if you play well. I will make this contention that we saw the best two teams in the NFC on Sunday night. Despite the beatdown the Buccaneers took at the hands of the Saints, I think they're going to get that figured out. And here's the thing I like about these two teams in particular. Seven games left for the Bucs. Only two against teams with winning records. Right. Eight games left for the Saints. One game against a team with a winning record, Kansas City, and that's week 15. Yeah, that's going to be a So be a I, I just feel like this is a recipe for these two teams to be the top two seeds in the NFC. And it was ugly for the Bucs. I, I get it. it. Every good team has those type of games. This was, it was brutal. Brady hasn't thrown three interceptions in a game in almost a decade. Well, this is what I want to tell you, though. Like, the Bucs handled the Packers. The Packers handled the Saints. Right, so that it's a matchup issue. I think if the Packers, let's say if the Bucks end up winning and, and the New Orleans has to go to Green Bay, I think Green Bay wins. I think if the Bucks have to go to Green Bay, Green Bay wins. Like it just it becomes a matchup issue, and you have to play in different weather. Like it's just a lot going on there. Um, I think also whoever comes out of the West, I I still think three teams are going to come out of the West. I still believe the Cardinals have an opportunity to go to the playoffs. Seahawks and the Rams are going to go, right? Um, and so. It's gonna be it's gonna be a different when you talk about the NFC in general. It's it's gonna be a different beast. Like you have to match up well. Some teams just don't match up well against others. 
do you do you agree with not reseeding the playoffs? You, you could have um, you could have an Eagles team potentially with six or seven wins coming out of that division hosting a playoff game. Yeah, they won. They won the division. So if you win your division, no matter how shitty you are, you should be hosting a playoff game. The you know the Seattle Seahawks did that one time. They played the New Orleans Saints in Seattle. And they went on and drummed them. And that literally started their dynasty for the next four or five years. That was the Beast Quake game. The Beast Quake game. game. Yeah. That was, was that was a seven, eight, and one year. It was that a, was seven, eight, and one. Yeah. Yep. When it, and then, you know, after that, they boom, just started playing. Like, so winning division, that's why we're in divisions, right? Otherwise, don't have divisions. Just say it's the NFC and then you just play whoever you play and you rock it out. But if you have a division and you win, it, it's not your fault the division's bad. And I, and to be honest with you, I think the Eagles are getting healthier. They may beat some teams. And surprise some teams that people aren't used to seeing. Like, it's not like the Seahawks defense is the Seahawks defense and Carson Wentz and them are getting healthier at the receiver position. They possibly can go up there and score a bunch of points and beat Seattle. Well, so, and it's not just the receiver. Miles Sanders is coming back. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're getting healthy. So yeah. their offensive line's getting healthier. Like, so it's just, again, you, I just don't know what's going to happen, but I, I know this. If Philly makes it, they're scary. They can be scary. Right. They can compete. And Carson Wentz has the, the, you know, he's a streaky quarterback. If he gets hot, he can make a run. Uh, the Rams, if they can be balanced and not turn the ball over defensively, they're, they're one of the best in the league defensively, stopping the run and the pass. Um, the Seahawks, it's Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, right? Like they're tough to stop at the end of the day. Like it's just, it is what it is. If you go to the Cardinals, Kyler Murray has been one of the best. Young quarterbacks, dude, they're le- they're, they're legit. Rolling. I mean, and their defense, on defense. Is, yeah, but they're 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 doing well. And you have DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone's happy that the Niners are are dismantled, okay? Because if they weren't, that'd be an issue too. Everyone in the NFC, yeah, everyone's because they would they would run the table again. I guarantee you that if they were healthy, they'd run the table. So, I I feel like you're not giving the Saints enough respect for what they achieved against the Bucks with no. that with that defense and the name brands on every level. And the, fu- the fact that Quan Alexander is going to be in the mix at linebacker there, and you got the back end can, with Janoris Jenkins. Can I, so can I, can I tell Jenkins you why? Barshawn Lattimore. The, the Saints felt disrespected. Everyone picked the Bucks. Everyone talked yeah. about the Bucks. No one talked about the Saints. They went over a little piss and vinegar. You go in there, you have, you're playing your rival, right? It's a rivalry game. Everyone knows it, especially what happened when Mike Evans hitting Lattimore in the back and all those things that went on. Um it, it meant a little bit more to the Saints, and you saw that. The question is, can they bottle that up and keep that going? I don't know. Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to get hyped up like that again for the Niners, right? Are you going to get hyped up like that again when you play the Pats or play the Packers? Like, like what? Right. What's going to get you there? It's, it's about being consistent. And yeah, Tom and them messed up, and 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 the part of that was they had AB and they're trying to get AB going. That like that, I feel like that whole game plan was like, we got to get the ball to AB. We got to get AB going. I feel like every time he came back to the huddle, he was like, hey, Tom, where am I supposed to go again? Yeah, you know? he didn't know what he was doing. But, I mean, he's a talented. That, cat, that catch he caught on a slant where he got the back of the ball, like that's why you get him there because he can make plays like that. Um, hold but, on, hold on. Before you finish that thought, I just have to ask you one question before it slips in my mind. Did you see the tweet from Marshawn Lattimore to Mike Evans. It was like an NFL research tweet or from somebody oh, else. Yeah. It was basically about the last three times. He didn't have a catch on him. No. He owns him. It's he unbelievable. Owns him. He owns him. And uh, in fantasy, whenever you have Mike Evans and you're playing against the Saints, you Don't bench him. him. No, you bench him. You bench him against Lattimore. And even if you even if that's all you had, you know 
I have not learned that lesson yeah. because he was in I my did. lineup, and it's unbelievable. Listen, but again, like everyone has, you 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 draft and all that to win your division, right? You brought that up a couple of weeks ago, and that is I, a great point. Like, think about yeah. this: like those dudes, Lattimore matches up well with Evans. I don't know how, I don't know why, but he matches up well. That's what you do. You you do it to win your division, and so the Saints. They've won this division, like yeah, like, and I, I, I have them winning this again. To be honest with you, but at the end of the day, like, it's all about matchups, man. When you get in the playoffs, and that's what I've learned more than anything. It's about matchup. If your team doesn't match up well against the other team, nine out of ten times you're gonna lose. Does it surprise you? And I, obviously, there are very few fans in, and to no fans in the stands. But it, home field advantage this year is nothing. Home teams yeah, have a why. losing record. That's what. Yeah, that's what. What? Yes, it, I'll tell you why. I'm just by a little because the, well because the, the the playing the playing field is level now, right? So it don't matter where you play. Like the whole. I remember I had a coach say once tell me uh, in high school like it doesn't matter where we play. We can play in the parking lot. We can play at the kids' school. We can play wherever you want. We can play in the biggest stadium. Like we have to be ready to play. That's true for this year. Like that has to be your mantra. Like we we're you're literally playing in a parking lot because ain't nobody watching. Only on TV. No one's really in the game at the, the game unless you're playing like in Jacksonville, who has full capacity and a couple other uh, places. But yeah, you're, you just got to be able to play in the parking lot. Like you have to have that mindset. It doesn't matter where we play. We're gonna go out there and play our our brand of ball. And what that does is the teams that are really good, you see that constantly. You see, you you can tell. Remember I told you I was like, give me till week three, week four, and I can tell you who's gonna be good or not in the league. Like you see that right now. Like the Bills are really good. All right, um, the Jets are really bad. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the Jets play; they're bad, right? Like, and, and that's just how it is. And there's other teams in, in in between. By the way, to your point, when you were talking about home field advantage, so it is totally gone. Road teams this year are 67, 65, and one. So road teams have the advantage. No NFL season since the 1970 merger has ended with home teams collectively below 500. That's where we're headed right now with no fans. Dude, so this is crazy because I would think that just sleeping in your own bed, no. having the game day routine, being in your home stadium, it's not a three-point advantage like it normally would be, but it, it has to be Do a you point know, or two. I loved, well, it doesn't matter. You don't sleep in your own bed when you go on. Well, like, you say the team hotel. You say the team hotel, right? Yeah, but, but I loved going on the road because for our 24 to 48 hours, I'm with my boys and we are focused in on what we're about to the task at hand. Now you're at home, it's like, I get to go home for a little bit, you know, see the kids, kick it, you know, make sure everybody's straight. Then I go to the hotel, I'm only in the hotel for like four or five hours. It's completely different, right? Right. It's the it's the Vikings mindset. You ever heard of the story about the Vikings, what they used to do when they went to war? No. Was is this they, gonna be a history lesson for MJ? No, no, it's not, I am a history uh, buff, but this is not a history lesson. It's just the mentality you have to have when you play on the road. The Vikings would go and they when they land they'd burn their boats, and they'd be like, "The only way we're going back is if we're taking their boats." That's the kind of mindset you have to have when you go on the road, right? Burn the boats. That's a Mel Tucker quote. Mel Tucker is the one that told me that, but it's true. It's it's I wouldn't research it. It's exactly true. Like, and it's right. Like you have to have that mindset when you go on the road. Like, listen, we're not going back home on these. Okay, we have to take theirs. So now it's a little bit extra mm, that you're going to put in there. Did when you see my car on fire in the parking lot? No. I'm taking yours. 
Yeah, right. Um, you don't have you don't have that you don't have enough in you to do that. <laughs> I'll help you out, Dan. Those we'll blue, those we'll blue eyes tell everything. Do you think yeah. the view bar and I together? No, not even can close. take you down. Not even. Are close. you serious? Really? Two on one? Not, not even, even close. Listen, I've, had, I can, I've had worse odds. I can use the essence of USC and take down the Bruin right now. Look how look how worried he is. Um, I know you Who, him. Oh, oh, no you. Yeah, Me? Maurice is really oh, yeah. sweating on this one. I'm. I'm yeah. Oh, oh. You, you oh. see you see him? Yeah, he's, he was <laughs> shaking. Nervous. Dan, come All on, right. guys. All right, let's get it back to football. <laughs> this um, remember, hold on, before we go there, remember, I was a professional athlete at one point, and you 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 thought I wasn't. And no, so, I never didn't think you okay. weren't a professional athlete. We played basketball, Bubar, out back at NFL Network, and I drummed him. He did, and I'll tell you, I've never been more angry in my life outside of going 0 and 8 in my fantasy football league with my uh buddies i'm glad to, i'm glad to be top two in your worst experiences of your life <laughs> <laughs> hidden talents you yeah, brought up skill. you brought up the vikings a minute ago um dalvin cook is the hottest player in the nfl right now no question i mean and, well this is the other thing because i'm glad you brought this up Dan, hold on like, and another tease by the way adam thielen gonna be on in just a moment vikings wide receiver we're gonna ask him about dalvin cook i never tease it at the top of the show our guest is the most yeah. important part so thielen's gonna be on in a second but go get to dalvin sorry well i'll say this like you pay Kirk cousins and and, and i get it like you want a quarterback in this league but you have to fight with the guy that makes this whole thing go literally since he's been back Everything has been better. Everything. Your running game, your passing game, your defense. <laughs> like, how do you go to Green Bay? And when, if you're Green Bay, you know, look, all right, Dalvin Cook's bad. We got to stop Dalvin Cook. He scores on the first four possessions. Okay, and then I'm Detroit. You know what? We just saw what Dalvin did against Green Bay. So, you know what? We're going to make sure we stop him. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to let him rush for 200-plus yards and two touchdowns. Like, the reason that the Vikings are on a roll right now, which is crazy because they're like, they have a chance to kind of get back in this thing too. Um, if they can roll off some some wins here with him running the way he's running, the play action pass opens up. Gary Kubiak loves that, right? And then your defense gets to play with a lead. Like I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised. Like they're going to take the ball on every time they, you know, they do a little, the coin flip, they win. They're going to take the ball and go down and score and just get it 7-0. Dalvin Cook, 680 yards in his last four games. He leads the league with 858 in just seven games. The most impressive thing to me when I look at, for guys who have enough carries to, to matter, is yards per carry. He's averaging six yards per carry. That, okay. It should, you don't like that. I love it. I'm going to tell you why. And I, well, there's two things. But you kind of I'm, I'm jealous. Yards I'm, I'm, I'm jealous that. because he's in an offense that I wanted to be in, right? How perfect is he in that offense? It's there's just, no better running and, back. It's him and Arian Foster. Like people used to wonder in the AFC South when I was there, it was myself, Arian Foster, and Chris Johnson. And then I think Donald, like the Colts had two or three other guys that were rolling. Every week we were battling. Literally, I want to say during my three my three years of me being all pro, the other all pro was one of those two. It wasn't like that's a pretty, that's a pretty it's, good trio. It's, it's crazy, right? Like, and you're you're competing every. Arian Foster would gash people. I mean, constantly. And so I was like, I was envious. I'm like, yo, like, I want to see what that's like. Like to run, just you just got to run this way, and no one's there. You know what I'm saying? No matter how many people are in the box. Um, but get, but the the signing of Gary Kubiak or the addition of him moving him from a consultant down to the OC has changed everything. Kirk Cousins looks better when they have a running game. Um, that whole offense is going for. I mean, everything changes with him. Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson are getting like single coverage, which that's what you're looking for, your wide receivers. 
Um, and so it comes back to him just being the key to start that engine. Like he's the reason that that thing goes. If he can continue to break off those long runs, and he's breaking off 60, 70 yard runs every other time. And then you got the screen game to worry about the right. offensive lines doing well. Like Minnesota's rolling. And so um if they can keep the, if they can ball it up and keep it going now, it's gonna be tough. Like I, I went on a stretch like this, I want to say in 2010, nine or ten, I went on a stretch where I rushed for like hundred yards um and like seven or eight games straight. And then I end up getting hurt. Like it, it, it takes a toll on you after so long. So you got to make sure that you limit his care. Like once he, you know, how how much when you were in the game did you think about? Okay, I'm I'm at ninety yards now. I got to get to. Oh, so I didn't think about. It. That's why I always. I think I'm the the one running back that has the most games with like 97, 98 yards in a game. I, I think didn't, so. You didn't think about it at all. I didn't know. I was I was trying to run, I was trying to win. I hear you. You 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 won. You ran. You ran. You had in that 2010 season. You had a game. You had six in a row yeah, of over 100 rushing. Yeah, we were rolling. We were rolling. And at least and, it, and at least 21 carries in all those games. I'll give you credit, man. You you did your don't, thing. Don't worry about it. I don't need it. I don't need your credit. <laughs> so You're trying to beat me up for my car earlier. Now you want me to well, you want yeah, to take my your car's credit. on fire. Um, do we crown him right now? Is he the best running back in football? I mean, we're prisoners of the moment, yeah, right? We, he's yeah, been we, amazing. We, yeah. I mean, he's I, it's it's tough to say that. I, I think I think there's so many really good ones right now. Give me your um, top. Give me your top three or four. And, and you don't. I don't have to put a cap I mean, on it. Listen, you, it depends on what. What are you looking for? Like, what you, I think, you can I think, have one guy to start a team and build them around. Are you going Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, or Christian McCaffrey? That is a tough. That because they all. So I would take. Can I add Saquon to that since he's so young? I mean, I know. You can add Saquon to that, sure. Uh, yeah, that's just because he's like, young. Yeah, he's young. I just, um, that's hard. Like, see, I, I, I mean, of course it's hard. That's why I'm going to take, take Derrick Henry. I'm going to tell you why. Because I know once, once around this time comes, nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry and we can ride him to an AFC championship game, right? Uh, if I, if I want to be an explosive, high flying offense, you have those other five guys you can mention. Like, so Derrick Henry's your number one guy, which I love that choice. Well, no, he's just now he is right now. In like moment. early in the early in the year, nah, I ain't messing with him. But that's why fans always trade for him like week six or so because right now you're 100 right. Right now he just this is where he rests for 1,200 yards in the next eight weeks. And, and it's why some people, as good as AJ Brown has been when healthy this year, and I freaking love that kid. In fantasy, people are like, dude, trade AJ Brown because they're going to ride Derrick Henry from here yes. on out. He's just not going to have the volume that he's right. that he's had. Yeah, um, so I, I agree with you. I, but, I think it's a good point. But I think when you look at like the position of how I see the position, I don't see Derrick Henry as a guy that I would like to build around. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I want my running back to be a mismatch. I want him to – and Derrick Henry probably – I know he can catch the ball and run routes and stuff. That's just not his strong suit. Like Christian McCaffrey – the reason Christian McCaffrey is everyone's number one guy, him and Alvin Kamara, is because they run routes like receivers. Right, I can put you out there and line you up out wide and run any route I want, and that becomes an issue. The reason Saquon Barkley went number two was because he could do all that as well. Now right. Saquon has an issue pass blocking, which then knocks him down my list a little bit. And we've seen a lot that's kind of come up a little bit throughout the season. But I need a guy that can do everything, and I think Dalvin Cook has that ability to do it. It's just not his strong suit to line up at a wide receiver and run a dig, right? Like he can do it, but that's not where he excels at. Right. Um, I think when you the other two guys, Christian McCaffrey and, and uh, Alvin Kamara, they do everything really well. So I remember talking to Sean Payton when I was doing a Saints game a couple of years ago, and he was telling the story about how he went to Tennessee and Kamara didn't want to work out, and he's like, "I don't have my." 
yeah, I don't have my cleats here, coach. And he had to basically beg Kamara to go out there. And he said, I saw him after five minutes run routes. And he said, I, I think he could have been the top running back or the top wide receiver in the draft that year. So the other guy that we haven't mentioned is Aaron Joe Jones. Mixon. Oh, Joe Mixon. You love Joe Mixon. I, I love tell, Joe Mixon. Listen, and oh, Aaron Jones too. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. Joe Mixon, um, he's from my hometown, our, our hometown actually. Our cameraman is from the same city I'm from. That's why Brian Rosenpera. Yeah, that's why this works out so well for us. You're front facing. He's behind the yeah. camera. Although he he is actually a lot better looking individual than uh, you are. I'm just I, saying. I don't yeah, know. He's a handsome man. We're never going to see him. I agree. Uh, with I that. mean, it seems like there's a lot of hate in this building, but it's okay. Pocket no, Hercules. No. Both of you guys are kind it's of like it's, okay. it's not hate. It's truth. Okay. It's truth. <laughs> Listen, like I told you, if I had blue eyes too, Dan, I'd be dreamy. Anyways. <laughs> Joe Mixon runs routes. Like, I want to say D.D. Westbrook went to Jacksonville, and uh, one of my boys, Greg Jones, was uh, a scout there. And they they had, they had put, like, polled him, like, who's the best receiver on the team right now? And they were like, hands down, Joe Mixon. <laughs> best hands, best everything. And it was like, he's a running back. I'm like, no, he can play receiver too. And so it just shows you the versatility these guys are having. Um, the thing You're talking about when he was at Oklahoma? At Oklahoma. Coming the, out. Yeah, they wow. said he was the best receiver there. Um, I, I, Alvin Kamara, I, I, Aaron Jones, to me, and I, I said this in the draft when I was, I said he was a poor man's Christian McCaffrey, which I didn't think. I thought he was better um, because he did it with less, right? Christian McCaffrey goes to Stanford, goes crazy, la, 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 awesome. Aaron Jones, at Aaron Jones did it at UTEP, right? Yeah. The same exact thing, though, would run outside routes, run inside routes, run routes with the backfield, inside run outside he did everything return kicks and punts he did it all and it, it's just now you're just starting to see it with the packers but he's been doing this right so that was just a great draft class to be honest with you that whole dalvin cook joe mixon christian mccaffrey leonard uh fournette who we're seeing now being utilized in that situation in tampa like that was just a really good draft class uh um that uh, i want to say uh kareem hunt is another guy that yeah. you can you know build a team around when you know he can catch the ball his receiving skills it just it's just that draft class really hit uh made that running back position like take off. We we forget about Nick Chubb because he's been hurt too and and Nick Chubb's been a monster. Um we do have to fast forward a little bit because Adam's going to be on here soon. Um and we have to do a segment that we haven't done I think in a couple of weeks. They yeah. are who we thought they were. Let's do it. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. God, I love that. It's, it's the best one. Oh, it's so good. And we let them off the hook. Oh, God, it just, it just makes me happy and kind of angry. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, okay. They are who we thought they were? The Miami Dolphins. No. Yes, they are. No, they, let you me tell did you not why. think they were that good. Yes, Stop I did. It. They're a surprise and win. No, when me, did you think they were that good? When last they went to? Last week no. when he picked them over it, you. It, I, last week is about it. Yeah, that's, that's about right. it. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't Still count. Right. And, it, and it's almost more about Tua than the Dolphins because Brian Flores took so much heat Fitz Magic was upset. He complained publicly, which you were totally on board with because you're yeah. always pro player. I, I just think that's ridiculous. I have to sit in the room with the guy who replaced me and the coach that fired me. Dude, stop it. Just cut me. Stop I'd it. I'd rather you cut me than do that. Well, they're they're five and three. They're rolling. They've won four in a row. And I feel like we saw the real Tua against Arizona. It was his, his first game. Like, he didn't need to do play, a And he was playing a tough defense. Right. We saw the real, we saw what he can do. And I, I feel things are, 
trending in the right direction. They, they may Arrow make the pointing playoffs. Up. This this quarterback class now is real, is real gonna quick. go. It could go down as one of the greatest I, of all time. Mm, yes, I mean, let's, 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 Burrow's legit. Yeah, Herbert's been phenomenal, and Tua is this, is may end up being the best of the bunch. You're a prisoner of the moment. Let's just relax a little. Stop bit. Stop using or my phrase. Just, I used it ten minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, but, you're, but that's what I'm it. saying. You're, you're, that's what you're doing right now. Let's all not right. do that. Let's right. let a couple years go down the road. How many times have we seen a quarterback? i.e. Baker Mayfield have a great rookie season. Like, oh my God, he's worth everything. Sam Darnold, oh, and then it just. All of a sudden to us, Darnold and Baker. I don't know. I don't know. I just know right now he's playing well and I like it. Okay. But fair. that's not that's not a good, because you didn't think the Dolphins were going to be good in August. No, I thought they were going to be good three weeks ago. Okay. So that's not, they are who we thought they were. Mine sure is. It's mine. Mine is, very, my mine is very simple. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they are who we thought they were. Patrick Mahomes is everything that we want more. And I think, and you know, I watch ESPN. I watch a lot of other shows. Uh, Greeny, Mike Green, Greenberg, Greenberg said it best. He said, "Let's just." And I'm looking at this camera because I want people to just name the MVP Patrick Mahomes Trophy. I heard that segment because that is the realest <laughs> thing you can do. He's thrown 25 touchdowns and one interception. In order to beat them, you have to score 40 points, which the Las Vegas Raiders did. Yeah. That tells me, right, if you take him away from the Chiefs, he is, first of all, he's the most talented guy we've seen. And Aaron Rodgers, I played against him and despise him because he's beaten me a bunch of times. Um, and he's one of the best throws I've ever seen live in person, right, playing against. This dude is like a different level of that. You know what I love about, about Patrick? And I've told this story a number of times about how he came into NFL Network prior to the draft. And whooped uh, David Carr. It was unbelievable. So he was wearing hard bottom dress shoes, you know, a golf shirt and like some kind of slacks. And we decided that we wanted to put the radar gun on him and see how hard he could throw. He went out on that crappy artificial turf that we had out back in hard bottom dress shoes and threw the ball faster than he did at the combine by three miles per hour. And by the way, David Carr probably, first of all, he's, he's much bigger and stronger than he was when he played. He probably throws the ball harder than 90% of the quarterbacks oh, in the yeah. NFL. And, and Mahomes whipped him. It wasn't even close. It was unbelievable. So I had a chance to uh, interview Miko Harmon on, uh, I do this show on Mondays for the NFL UK. We stream the Monday Night Football game. Um, and we interviewed Miko Harmon. And, and I had heard rumor that like, whenever they do the scramble drill, everyone takes off. Everyone just goes deep. And if you're shallow, you just stay shallow because all he wants to do is chuck it. But he could be rolling right and throw it all the way past the left numbers. And I'm like, bro, is that true? He was like, oh, yeah. Anytime we scramble, we know like if we can get a step on a guy, just take off because he can get us the ball. And it reminded me of a play that happened in the AFC Championship game when he took he took off rolling right. Sammy Watkins is running a, uh, an in route. And instead of breaking back to the sideline, he just turns it up. And Patrick Mahomes off one leg whips it like 60 yards to a dime to Sammy Watkins. That's un that you can't guard everybody is what I'm trying to tell you. And, and when you have the arm talent like that and you can do those type of things. Now, as he gets older, it's going to be different because he's going to have to learn to manage that a little bit. Otherwise, he's going to be like Brett Favre, right? And just throw a bunch of interceptions late. But to throw 25 touchdowns and one pick. And we're talking about Russell Wilson being the MVP. He's thrown 28 and eight interceptions. Think about that. That's wild. That like Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, they are who we thought. That's who, they're like we knew they were going to be good again. Like oh, they're going to be really good. No, they're 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 exceptional. 
I don't think there's a team, and, and I've said this before, and I'll say this again. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a great opportunity to go 16-0 and still probably not the best team in the NFL. I really appreciate the fact that for they are who we thought they were, my favorite segment of the show, that you went out on a huge limb and said the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. All That's right. what I said. 788 yards, nine touchdowns in his last two games. They have a bye week coming up, and then it's the Raiders, and then it's Tampa for Kansas City. And they have a tough schedule. They got to play yeah. the Saints, too. Yeah. Like, And they're going to roll. Um, One more segment. Real quick. Yeah, go. Imagine Mahomes playing in a dome. What that would be like. Oh, oh my God. You, you heard that? Oh you heard, you heard that over there? He's like, ugh. That'd be uh, gross. I mean, my fantasy team would love that after I made that trade after uh, week one. <laughs> but that's I what mean, I'm saying. Think of this. Imagine him playing in a dome his whole career. That's why I love Aaron Rodgers. That's why I respect Rodgers so much. He plays outside. That's why some people have a little less respect for Drew Brees because he's been in a, uh, in Peyton Manning when he was in Indianapolis, right? It's, it's definitely easier. It's definitely easier. Just imagine them like Rodgers and, and Mahomes in a dome. If, if Mahomes playing in a dome, 50 touchdowns would be a possibility you know, every year. Have you ever every heard, year. Have you heard the be. story about uh, the Saints that they were going to draft Mahomes? Yeah. And the Chiefs jumped up ahead of him and took him. Sean Payton loved him. Yeah, he was going to draft him. Imagine Mahomes so, so, in New Orleans right now. Be better than Taysom Hill. So I think I would Drew Brees still Hill. be there? No, not even close. Nope. It would have been an Alex Smith situation. Yeah. Because then because then Brees would have done, because then the Saints would have done what they should have done. Here's your hot take. A couple years ago, they should have traded him to a team like the Broncos that was looking for a quarterback, get a one and a future one, take both ones, Put him in your back pocket. Go you draft the quarterback of the future. First round pick for, for Brees, sure. They would have Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's only remember, my opinion, but I think they would have. John Elway was looking for. They traded. They were. Remember, they went and got Brock Osweiler. They traded for him. You think if the Saints were offered two ones, they wouldn't have traded Brees? He would have been gone in a heartbeat. I think they. I don't, I don't think that they them. didn't talk about it though. I think I 100% agree, but I just don't think they got that offer because I think that would have been a I, no brainer. I don't think they did. I think you could have those. What I think I agree. I don't think they got that offer, but on the same on the same conversation, I don't think they made that known that they would be willing to take something Fair. for Breeze on that end. Yeah, that's all. God, think about that. Wow. In that nice thin air, Drew Breeze, mind man, blown. Oh, this is a segment we got to get to before we get to Thielen. <clears throat> As I clear my throat, um, a little fantasy focus. Okay. So my buddy Luke Callis, big fan of the Helipod with MJD, said, why, why don't you talk about fantasy? You do a fantasy football show on Sunday. MJD's into fantasy. I said, we have a couple of times. No, I'm not into fantasy. I am fantasy. You are fantasy. Yeah. You are make sure, fantasy make sure, make sure you say that because before we started taping, I threw you like 17 guys and you're going to use one of them. So go ahead. Use the one that I gave you. Want, you. you want me to use this go guy? Go ahead. Use the guy that I gave you. God. And then I have another one for you if you want. Is anything not secret? No, this is we, this on the helipod with MJD. We we knocked down the fourth wall. Well, we're transparent. The yeah, truth we're gonna, so you right. did you did bring to light the fact that all receivers who go against the Seahawks were great matchups, but in particular Cooper Cup, because Seattle. By the way, this is mind numbing. It's crazy that it's just sitting in here too. That it's just like sitting here. You got a lot boof, of room in the head. You have boof. a lot of room in the head. No, I don't have a lot, but it's just Seattle sister. gives up three hundred and 62 passing yards per game. The next closest team is the Falcons. They're bad. 310. 52 yards more per game. Yeah. And this, the slot receivers just brutalize them. That's where Cooper Cup operates most of the time. If you have a fantasy play with Cooper Cup on your season-long roster or you're playing daily fantasy, pick him up. He, listen, I said, he's going to get, get big. You, get you Jared Goff. 
and probably get Robert Woods in there too. Pair all three of those guys up, I think. They call that a stack. No, no, a stack is two. You could do it two or three. But you could it's we, a we gotta get a, we gotta get a, a different name for this because I'm this is this may be a lifesaver. Triple stack. Yeah, this is something big. It's like that uh three by three in and out, you know what I'm saying? Um the thing is this the Rams, especially in Los Angeles, they they play so well against the Seattle Seahawks, especially since Sean McVay's been there. And with the secondary giving up this type of like numbers, not a lot of pressure like that, expect to see a ton of play action pass, passes down the field. The Rams are gonna try to let this thing air it out. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a I if daily fantasy, I would definitely do a Rams stack. Okay. Um like but it. I'm gonna give you another name. And 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 this it goes more to um what I've seen. Dalvin Cook towards the Green Bay Packers. A lot of teams have been, been able to run against them. And then here comes the Jaguars. James Robinson, if you have him, uh, I think this is a great matchup. Um, I feel like the Jags <clears throat> that's kind of like the bright spot right now. I know they're starting. They may. I think they're starting their rookie quarterback again from Oregon State, and he threw the ball to uh, Chark a couple times, which is nice. But that's where the secondary for the Packers they're really good. So I would focus on James Robinson in that matchup. Uh, let me let me. I'm gonna give a couple other ones too since we we got time. While, while you have while you have that time, let me just make something known here real fast. The uh, believe it or not, the Seahawks have allowed the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers in NFL history. No question. 59 and a half points per game to the wide receiver core when you look at all the wide receivers playing against them. They almost give up 60 points. That's unheard of. I mean, he's been a top 15 fantasy wide receiver in every single game this season. He has 11 plus fantasy points in six of his last seven. He's averaging just over 14. He leads the team with 48 catches, 527 receiving yards. Cooper Cup's a great play for Dan's. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was mine. Can I, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. How are they so, so bad Who, in the secondary? They don't I'm, get pass I'm looking, rush. I'm, they, remember, they are a team that they... Their pass rush is getting a little better, I feel like, but, though, with Dunlap. That, that's fine. Get a little bit better. But they still don't get in consistent pass rush. And when you can't... When I have to cover, and I know that my quarterback can sit in the pocket and make throws, it becomes an issue. Um, they that's You got to remember, Seattle was always good when they had, what, four rushers. They had right. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Bruce Irving. I mean, they had dudes always rushing the quarterback. Uh, Chris Clemens. I mean, they always had guys that could get after the quarterback. All of a sudden, now they don't have them. They got a bunch of run stoppers. So that's why I wouldn't play uh, Henderson this week. It's a bad play for him. Um, I would lean more on the receivers. Let me give you a couple other guys. I think Lamar Jackson has a really big game against the Patriots this week. Um, my bad. I think uh, I oh I think Claypool and those and possibly Juju have a big game against the Bengals. I know Big Ben has been out with the COVID situation. He comes thing. back Saturday, comes so back all those Saturday, guys are, yeah. have so the potential to come back Saturday. Um, I love Rager, Jalen Rager. I love Jalen Rager uh, versus the 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 uh, Giants. And uh, let me throw you one more. This is going to be my lock of the week on fantasy, but it's going to air today, so this doesn't show for another couple of days. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to light up the Cleveland Browns. It may not even be close because I don't think Baker and them can score like that. Deshaun Watson, they're about to go berserk. They're going to they're gonna start averaging 30 points a game because that's what they have to do. And Deshaun Watson's going to be letting that I thing knew you couldn't help yourself. I knew because you said the Texans were going to win the division a couple weeks ago. You couldn't help yourself. They were, we're gonna, hey, listen, we're going to get to that they, game. If, picks. if they go, if they go to, uh, if they if they win that game against the Titans, they go on a run. That's crazy, and you know it. 
four or five of the last games that Watson's played, he's thrown for over 300 yards. He's four of his last five, four of his last five, 300, 359, 335, 309, and 281. Only 19 shy of hitting 300. Uh, he's playing his best football of his, you know what? Stop that. He's playing his best football of his entire career right you, now. You know what? People don't talk about him because they're not winning. Deshaun Watson not because is the, of him. Is the It's not truth. because of him. No, I know, I know. But Their I'm defense just, is trash. He too. doesn't get the attention that he deserves. We're talking about all these rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, again. He got paid. Is he good now? He's, no, he's, but he's balling. Legit. He's playing the best football of his career right <clears throat> it's now. It's crazy. Like, I have to, I tell you that stuff. And then, you know, SC comes over here and gives you all these stats to back it up. I don't got to just listen to me. I, Bubar is smart. Who's, there, who's your boy that wanted to talk fantasy? Uh, Luke Callis. Okay. Yeah, let me, I'm going to give him one. I'm going to give him one sleeper too. Okay. Let me go to my little fantasy play. I'm going to give him a sleeper. Uh, I think if Mostert comes back, it's a great play. And then I'm going to give you the, I'll give you one. It's not for this week, but it's for down the road. Me, Cole Harmon, the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with Sammy Watkins being out, he is going to be your number two, three receiver. He's a baller too. I love the passion that you have for fantasy. And, and let me tell you something. We st- I started this little daily fantasy league with my boys on DraftKings. And I'm not saying this just because they're a sponsor. You do. Here you are. Well, well maybe it helps a little bit. But- I get so much joy out of being able to play for one weekend and then start over the next weekend. I love daily fantasy. Yeah, I'm season a- long is because if you're if you start poorly in a league in season long, you just kind of you don't pay as much attention <laughs> well, to that league. That's because you start poorly. Like, no, like, I'm in several leagues, and some I start poorly, like zero and eight, zero and nine, and others I'm doing okay. Yeah, like uh, in the NFL uh, fantasy experts league, I'm number one. Are you really? Yeah, I'm number one. Hey, nobody can pat themselves on the back better than the nobody. guru, John Hansen and MJD. Oh, 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 hold on. By the way, I won that league too. One time when I was working at Sirius a long time ago, I we did a whole experts league, dominated it. I will give MJD the credit in, I believe it was 2010, our own MJD went on the air and was asked, give me a breakout player that nobody knows, that nobody knows what they're talking about. And MJD gets on the mic and goes, easy, Arian Foster. And that was the year that Steve Slayton was scheduled to be the starter, I believe. And MJD goes, Arian Foster. That's it. Want me to tell you why? Because he went to Tennessee? No, not even close. He hated Tennessee. No, Um, he did not. He did. Whatever. He he said, that's on on record. Um, Kyle Shanahan talked to me because he was on, I think he was on the Dolphins practice squad or something. Or he, was, or he was on someone's practice squad. I think it was the Dolphins, actually. And then they pulled him over and he was on their practice squad. No, no, he was on the Texans practice squad. And then he play, played him the last game of the year in 2009 against the Dolphins and he balled. And then I talked to Kyle. I was like, yo, like, what's going on? You know, he was OC at the time. And Kyle goes, yeah, Aaron Foster is going to be the reason we start going to playoffs. I was like, no way. He was like, I promise you, he's better than all the guys we've drafted. Sure enough. Oh, we do have Adam Thielen on. All right, as promised, uh, Adam Thielen joining the uh, helipod with MJD. And I'm looking up your numbers. And obviously, you had the unbelievable year where you had eight straight 100-yard games. I didn't realize you had seven receiving touchdowns this year. All Adam Thielen does is score touchdowns, MJD. That's what you like for fantasy. It is. It's phenomenal. You guys uh, you, you guys have uh, won two in a row now. Like You're rolling after this, after this start. Um, do you finally feel like, okay, this is who we are? Yeah, I mean, I think it was one of those things um, that that we're kind of just, uh, you know, obviously uh, lost some kind of tough games, uh, you know, had a couple, you know, bad games, obviously, that we just kind of got blown out. But other than that, you know, we, we played some really good teams tough and just couldn't come out, you know, on top. And 
we knew that as a team that as long as we had guys that, that could fight, could scratch, crawl, you know, and uh, just kind of keep keep sticking to the plan and, and not kind of, uh, you know, it's so easy to in this league that when things go bad, that they go really bad. And uh, this team kind of just stuck together and said, screw it. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep fighting. And so at, at some point it's going to switch. And, and uh, the last two weeks, it, it really felt that, um, you know, kind of momentum started to go our way. Things started to go um, the way that, that we kind of expected this team to play. So obviously we got a lot of work to do uh, to get out of the hole. We kind of dug ourselves, but uh, excited to get back out there. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, you were one of the younger guys in the locker room. Now, all of a sudden, you're the leader, right? You're the probably, I want to say you're one of the longest tenured guys for the Vikings. What was your role in keeping everyone together, and how did you do that uh, through that trying time? Yeah, I think for me, it was just uh, trying to, uh, you know, be me and and have fun. Uh, you know, I talk a lot, uh, uh, you know, and and just really, again, just try to be me. Don't, don't have my head down, you know, trying to be quiet because we're losing. Um, you know, for me, it, it was just just to be a vocal uh, you know, just kind of just keep everyone's uh, morale up because uh, it's so easy in this league when things go bad and uh, it's just everybody kind of puts their heads down. Uh, nobody really talks. They don't know if they should have fun. Uh, it's just a weird deal. So uh, for me, it was I don't really care what, what people think about me. I'm going to I'm going to have fun. Uh, I'm going to try to do my job to the best ability and, and uh, go from there. Dalvin's on one of those runs that you had a couple of years ago when you had those eight straight uh, 100 yard games. We, we were just talking about the best running back in the NFL. And and at this moment, uh, you can make the argument that he is the best running back in the NFL. What he's been doing is unbelievable. Um, when you watch him, not that you're watching him very often because you're out there blocking or catching passes, but what is it that makes him so special at this juncture? You know, I think his, his versatility. I mean, the, the, his ability to do it in the, in the, you know, in the pass game, in the run game, um, screen passes, swing passes, you know, between the tackles, outside the tackles. I mean, his versatility is, is really, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's something I've really never seen. Um, and then, and then just the type of guy he is, I mean, uh, you know, a guy that just is, is fun to be around. He's fun to be in the locker room with. He's a, he's a fun guy to be in meetings with on the field with. He's just, he's just a, a really good dude. So um, those are the guys that you cheer for that you uh, want to have success. And obviously he's doing that. And, and uh, you see why, I mean, from the day that he got in here, uh, his ability to kind of just move and shift without really, uh, you know, slowing down or, or breaking down, things like that. It's it's really impressive and uh, is why he's had so much success. All right. So I don't know if Dan watches the Vikings the way I do, but uh, I saw you do the gritty. I saw that. Dude. How, how does it feel, man? Like, you know, you're part of this culture now of all these young guys coming out, dancing. I felt like, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson was trying to teach you on the fly do, do you got it down yet? The bad part is, is I haven't done it justice uh, because, but, but what happened is, is I'll hit it like pretty good, at least for my, you know, for my no standards. Question. <laughs> uh, but then I get into the game and I score a touch. I'm all excited. Um, you know, the adrenaline's flowing and I just make a fool out of myself. So uh, that's been a little disappointing is I have it down, uh, but I just get, I just get a little excited and I got no rhythm when there's no music on. So if we could just get some music after we score a touchdown, that'd be great. We got to work on that. It, it is tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I used to try that stuff. Like I'm not the best dancer. So you just have to make it look as big as possible. If I can give you some advice, just make it as big as possible. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. 
Well, I think it's funny, you know, people give me a hard time, but honestly, I don't really care. I'm just, I'm just having fun. And uh, it's just fun to see my teammates, you know, what, uh, what they do, you know, their dances, they're kind of a little special thing that they have, you know, Irv had a, had a pretty good dance uh, after he scored this week. And uh, it's fun to kind of join that and, and have fun again. That's kind of been my goal this season is, is I don't care what, you know, my, you know, if I have success, don't have success, the team has success, they don't have success. It's just, I'm going to go have fun, uh, give everything I got and, and let everything else kind of play itself out. Well, it, it has to be fun. I, I admit when you guys traded Stefan, who I've been watching since high school, we're from the same area. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't really love that. And, you know, I, I felt like you guys were a great combo, but I did love when you drafted Justin Jefferson, watched him play a lot in college, did not expect the type of success he's had so far. What is it with him that isn't able? Because it's it's hard, as you know, to break into this league as a wide receiver and have immediate success. How is he able to be so good off the bat? Yeah, I think I think it kind of goes to what I was kind of talking about with Delvin, just uh, a guy that you really enjoy being around, that you enjoy being in meetings with, uh, on the field with. He just uh, he comes to the building uh, with a smile on his face, having fun, laughing, dancing, doing all that. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, he's got a skill set and, and an energy and a um, passion for the game that that really goes unmatched. So uh, it's it's been really fun being around him, kind of learning from him, honestly, and and trying to help out where where I can. But uh, he's a special player. I mean, I saw it. Uh, they, he came up for you know a workout this summer just to throw and, and meet some of the guys, and uh, I saw it right away. His catch radius, the way that he's able to move his body and adjust to the football is 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 really really unbelievable so um you know continue he'll have continued success and I'm excited to see him you know keep doing his thing so my first job adam out of college was in alexandria minnesota okay how far is alex from detroit lakes where you grew up yeah that was uh we lost to them in, in the section uh championship i believe in high school um, it's probably like an hour and a half from Detroit Lake. So, okay. uh, big rivals. We're both like lake towns. Yeah. And it's kind of like a rivalry of like, who's the better lake town in Minnesota, um, played golf against them. You know, they have a great, uh, golf course, um, there and, uh, yeah, pretty cool place. I'm blanking right now. Who's, who's the famous golfer from Alexandria, Minnesota? He's an older yeah, guy. Tom Lehman. Tom Lehman. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He was on the regular tour when, when I was there many years ago and uh, now a senior tour guy. Tom Lehman. That's right. So you're in, you're in Detroit Lakes growing up. You grew up a Vikings fan. You loved Chris Carter and your name was bouncing around there before the trade deadline as a potential guy who, who could be moved. Vikings not shopping you, but there was a lot of interest in you. Did you did you ever hear about that? Did that ever go through your mind? Very few guys get the opportunity to play for their hometown team, right? But like that must have been something that was going through your head. Yeah, I had lots of texts and calls and uh, concerns from family and friends uh, about that. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, you, you do know it's a business, so you just never know. Um, I always tell my wife to uh to be aware of it because i don't want her to be caught off guard if something like that ever does happen uh but at the same time you know i, I i'm just you know taking it one day at a time uh trying to be the best teammate best player i can be i'm trying to uh you know limit that outside noise as much as possible but uh it is funny because uh you know being from here and having so much family and friends from here uh everybody was was keeping me well aware of, of the talk <laughs> but uh uh, definitely try to try to avoid uh, you know getting buying into it too much. 
All right, getaway question here. You brought up golf. Uh, I know you were a good high school golfer. What's the handicap right now? Uh, I think I'm like a 1.8 or two, oh my God. A, a low two. Um, but I'm definitely not as good as that because uh, that was like I was like playing like unbelievably uh, like right before camp. I think I shot my best round of my career um, like literally like three days before camp started, and then I have not touched the club since then. So. Uh, I probably would shoot like in the eighties today if I played, but. Well, you'll appreciate this. So uh, I just shot a commercial last week down in San Diego for TaylorMade. They're relaunching. Um, do you remember Adam's Tight Lies? Oh yeah. So everybody, I feel like had that way back in the day. Well, TaylorMade bought Adam's. They're relaunching this club. And I'm working with a teaching pro, this guy, Brian Mogg, he has academies all over. And he was just striping them down the fairway. I didn't even think I was going to have to hit a golf ball. I'm a 14, 15 handicap. And they're like, all right, Heli, go, let's, let's have you hit a couple. Hadn't taken a practice swing, hadn't done a thing. I had never felt the type of pressure. Live shows from the Super Bowl, pregame Thursday night football, nothing compared to trying to hit a tee shot with the cameras rolling and the entire tailor-made marketing staff watching. I topped it off the tee into the gunch. Oh, no. It was the worst feeling in the entire world. As a golfer, I, you probably haven't done that in a long, long time, but I'm sure you could appreciate that story. Well, I will say that uh, competitive golf or, or when there's pressure on you on the golf course, it is the hardest thing in the world. Uh, I play in the, in the Lake Tahoe or in Lake Tahoe at the you know, American Century Championship. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's like the same feeling when you get on that first tee box and there's fans and there's actually people watching you. Uh, it's completely different than just going out and playing with your buddies. So uh, I feel your pain. Uh, I've had some pretty poor shots uh, with some fans watching. So <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Who ca who caddies for you in that? So I've had my buddy uh, from high school, which has been kind of fun. It's kind of like our uh, yearly trip that we get to get together. Uh, you know, been, been best friends since we were little and was the best man in my wedding, but he's been caddying for me. So it's, it's been pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. Adam, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. I really appreciate the time and uh, a nice box of Viore gear uh, will be on its way to you. Sounds good. I appreciate you. All right, brother. Time for a quick timeout to tell you about a few of our sponsors. And we start with Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders, taste great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. I recommend going to greensplus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code HELI. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. Greens Plus. At Vaco, the motto is we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position? Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT, ops, administration, or international managed services. They were founded in 2002. One of the founding partners, my good buddy Brian Waller, a University of Tennessee alum. He did not like 
how things went this past weekend against Georgia. I can tell you that much. But Vaco's still growing. They serve over 40 markets across the globe, 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. At Vaco, they're doing it right. Check them out, vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business. I'm not sure how long it's been. I think probably three months or so, but I tried this new product called True Niagen, and I think you should too. There is a trend, MJD, in the scientific community uh, that surrounds the health of our cells. It affects all of us, from former athletes like you to the weekend warriors like myself. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise or we don't sleep enough and even when we're exposed to a virus. There is only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize winning scientists, 10 published human studies, and regulatory approvals for safety, and that is True Niagen. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I haven't been sick in three months since I've taken this stuff. It's good. By the way, did you know Adam Thielen was that good of a golfer? Listen, I, it doesn't surprise me. He's a, he's a tremendous athlete. Okay, that's it? That's all you got? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, some of us get blessed and fortunate enough to grow up golfing. <laughs> some of us aren't. Yeah, some of us aren't. <laughs> so golf was not in my repertoire, I promise you, coming out of Antioch, California. I wish it was, though. Yeah. But well, it's in my kids' uh, repertoire, though. They golf. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right, let's do some game picks now. <laughs> You sucked last week. You That's were right. two and four. You were wrong on Seattle, Chicago, Washington, and Arizona. You don't think I knew that watching the games? Like I was like, <laughs> oh, this is not good for your boy. <laughs> I wasn't much better, by the way. I went three and three. Uh, so your season record is 35 and 19. Okay. I'm 34 and 20. All right. That's all I need to hear. It's time to go. I'm locked in, ready to go. Go ahead. First game. All right, you're locked in, ready to go. Here we go with MJD, Thursday night football, Colts at my Titans. And the Colts, after a rough start to the season, they're exactly where I thought they would be at the midpoint. Uh, they're halfway to 10 wins. Their defense is excellent. They're holding running backs to 3.3 yards per carry, which is tied for the best in the NFL. That all being said, they can contain Derrick Henry. They're going to keep him probably under 100 yards. But I just feel like Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown are clicking. Jonu Smith has turned into a weapon. The Titans' defense got better. They allowed a field goal through 55 minutes against the Bears last week and gave up a couple late touchdowns. I'm going with the Titans here, 27-24. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans too, and it has less to do with what the Titans are doing. It's more like Phillip Rivers just... You're not sold. I'm not sold. I mean, he has good games. He has bad games. They're going to turn the ball over as a Colts offense. And if you do that against this Titans team, they're going to wear you down. Um, yes, I'm going to take the Titans and Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry gets 100 yards this game. I think this Ooh. may be one of his big, especially a short week. This is going to be a big game for him. You think he's going to go up? You're, you are on the Derrick Henry train the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. I've been, I mean, like I said, it, it, once November hits, you just Derrick Henry time. Thanksgiving is about when he starts to get rolling. It's almost time for that turkey. All right, two of us going with uh, the Titans here. Philadelphia at the Giants. Um, two teams with terrible records. The Eagles, the best team in that division. They're, they're going to be hosting a playoff game. And the Eagles are healthy. And they're getting healthy. You're right. They're, I mean, Miles Sanders, uh, Alshon their, Jeffrey. Their defense has been lights out. Uh, uh, they've been struggling offensively. The Giants have won two games that's both been against Washington. Both of them. 
I don't think this is even good. I, I'm actually picking the Eagles here to win 28-21. I don't even think it's going to be that close. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – the last time they played was close. I, I, I'm picking the Eagles too, though. I think Carson Wentz and company, they'll, 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 get, they'll find their way back. Um, I think their defense, they kind of know what how to shut them down. If it wasn't for that stumble uh, for Daniel Jones, I think the Giants might have won it, but this is a different ball game now. Houston two and six at Cleveland five and three. Uh, the Browns fighting for a playoff spot. I, I think we're really going to find out uh, in the next three weeks if they're going to get there because they're playing the Texans this week, then the Eagles and the Jags. If they can win two out of those three games, I, I think they're on their way to the postseason. They're coming off a bye week. They're the healthiest they've been in a long time, Cleveland. Still without OBJ, though. And they don't look good without OBJ. But Chubb's going to be coming back soon. Wyatt Teller, uh, their talented guard, going to be playing. Austin Hooper's going to be back. I, I got the Browns. I'm, I know... We love Deshaun Watson. I know you think that the Texans are still going to win the division. Not really. You said that a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to bring it up until the end of the year. Uh, I'm going Browns double digit win here. Okay, so this is where we're gonna. This is where it's going to get ugly for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Houston. Okay. And I'm going to go Houston because of Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go Houston because I think this game is going to come down to who can throw the ball. And I don't believe in Baker Mayfield and his throwing ability. Uh, it's just been too up and down. You can't. You have to be consistent in this league and. Um, and early in the podcast, we were talking about Deshaun Watson's fantasy output. Now he's thrown for what was it, three hundred yards in the last what five or six games? Five or six, yeah. Like that, that Brown secondary gives up touchdowns and yards, and so I think um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Houston. I, I just believe in Deshaun Watson. It may not be their year because they got a lot of turmoil going on in their organization, but Deshaun Watson is the truth, and he's gonna will this team to victories, and he'll continue to do that. And I think. Uh, this is going to be one of those times where he, he, he they, they take over. So this next game is it's going against everything I talked about earlier because I said uh, the Dolphins are who we thought they were. Uh, and I'm picking the Chargers to beat the Dolphins because the NFL is weird. It's just weird. And the Chargers are due. And I, the Dolphins are looking for their fifth straight win. This This game has upset written all over it. Uh, Gus Bradley is going to drop a little something special for Tua. Um, Gus is going to run the same defense he's always been running. They, they've been they've been blitzing a lot. <laughs> he's going to run the uh, same exact defense I, he's been running. I feel like I feel like I know the Chargers Gus. are going to get off the snide. I know Gus. Yeah, and I know the Los Angeles Chargers. And right now they're finding ways to lose. No matter as good as they play, they find a way to lose every every the last what, four or five weeks. One. Are you, that, was are you clo- keep- that was close to a catch at the end of the game. And, oh, it hit the ground. Just, just, it's close just to a catch, but it hits the ground, right? <laughs> You're going against the, the the Broncos. Do you 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 had the Broncos beat? I know. So with that I feel being bad said, for them. I'm okay. not even no, Chargers don't, fan. Don't, don't I feel, feel bad because I, I want you to pick them. I'm going to take the Dolphins and Tua because they're going this way and the Chargers are going this way right now, and it has nothing to do with anything else. They're just finding ways to lose right now, and so for me. Um, where the Dolphins are finding a way to win, and you see that blitz package that they bring. They play zero um, coverage, and they're they're getting to the quarterback. Uh, Emmanuel Agba was the second what strip sack fumble. Uh, then they return it for a touchdown, right. and, and like that to me is telling you that they're figuring things out. And as much as I love Keenan Allen this week in fantasy, um, I just think that they're they're going to bring a ton of pressure, and it's just and they're going to have to if you're going to beat the Miami Dolphins, you have to run the ball. And that's why I think, you know, two of them are going to, you know, come out and do their thing. Oh, I like this is where we're getting different. I think we're going to be uh, in disagreement on this one as well. Bill's seven and two at the Cardinals, who are five and three. We're going to see a lot of points in this game. This this total jump by seven points from the open. And I think it's going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend with Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Both teams have some issues on defense. 
Bill's obviously coming off that huge statement win yep. um, against the Seahawks. I just feel like they're ripe for a letdown on the road. And the Bills have a bye week coming up. I, not that they're overlooking the Cardinals. I just, I'm believing in over, Kyler. You can't overlook DeAndre Hopkins no, and Kyler Murray. No, of course you're not. You can't just, overlook Buda Baker. You can't overlook them. And that's why I'm picking the Cardinals. That's why? Yeah. I'm going to pick the Bills. I'm going to tell you why. Because I just believe the Bills play a different brand of football. The AFC plays a different brand of football than the NFC. And right now the Bills are 2-0 and against two of the top teams in the NFC West. Right? 2-0. Yep. And handed them, and Handley got after them. Now, I know they were in Buffalo and they were at home. Um, and I think Kyler Murray is going to do some good things. But has he seen this type of coverage before? Has he seen cover two where literally you have to be patient and check the ball down? Is he willing to do that? You have to also be able to recognize when the blitz is coming and where it's coming from because they're finding ways to pressure the quarterback too. And let's remember, they they have Ed Oliver. They have guys that can get after the quarterback as well that are just as fast or have played in the same, uh, like similar played Kyler Murray in college. So I think to me um, – you know, I just like the Bills right now. I just think they're playing a really good brand of football, and I think that's important right now. Where the Cardinals are still all over the place. Like, you're, you, how do you, how does DeAndre Hopkins not have a catch in the first half? That is crazy. That is crazy. I just that's I, not I, the brand of football that I believe in. I am. I'm just fully on board with Kyler you, you, at this point, and I good. just feel like I, if Bills are a better football team than the Cardinals, I just think Cardinals get the win here. Uh, right. Another couple of pretty good football teams uh seahawks at the rams your rams the ram i'm picking the seahawks here only because i know you have to pick the rams i don't have to pick yeah the rams. of course you won't pick against the rams all year you don't know that i do know that if i think if i think it's a game that i don't think they'll win i'll pick against them. i don't have a problem doing that chiefs rams uh, i'm definitely picking the chiefs okay okay just check but even but the last time they played though, the rams won so that would go against that me true. doing that so <laughs> i probably pick the rams in that situation again um I think I think if if the Rams played Baltimore, I'd pick Baltimore. Okay, but right? they're playing the Seahawks. They're Who playing the picking? Seahawks. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick the Rams. The Rams. The NFC West is all about matchups. All about matchups. It's crazy how the Niners can throttle the Rams, but they struggle against the Cardinals because they match up differently. They struggle against the Seahawks. They match up differently. But the Rams, since Sean McVay's been there, hasn't lost to the Cardinals. And if pretty like two games, or the one they're four and two against the Seahawks right now. Um, and those two games were uh, a drop touchdown by Cooper Cup to seal the game to win it, and then a missed field goal on Thursday night football. So, to me, this is a game where, especially with a secondary is giving up all those yards, are you checking the stats? No, I'm just looking at the schedule, actually, for the Rams right now. Um, they have a tough one, but I think this is just a matchup game that, that fits them perfectly, and they, they come out victorious in L.A. on this one. Dude, the Rams schedule, Seahawks at Bucks. Yeah. Um, Seahawks at Bucks, and then you have the 49ers, Cardinals. Wow. It's a tough schedule. That's brutal. But the Niners aren't that good anymore. They're beat up. Kittle's out and Garoppolo's out for the year. So you're you're okay with that. Um like I told you, the Cardinals, they they beat the Cardinals. Aaron Donald dominates the Cardinals. Um Aaron Donald dominates the Seattle Seahawks. Like, so the key is, you know, can you Find a way to score points. The toughest game I, I will say down that stretch is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's yeah. the toughest one. Other ones, I feel like the Rams have a, have the opportunity to go seven and one in these last eight games. Seven and one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it starts with the Seahawks, and I'm picking the Seahawks. You're picking the Rams. We uh, we have some differences this week. Good luck to you, my friend. Good luck, bro. I hope you do well. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. You don't. <laughs>